Blog Talk Radio. Okay, everybody. Hi, this is Tariq, and Frank will be here in just a second. I'm going to let him know we're here, and thank you for being so patient with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. So let me just let him know, okay? And I'm sending him a text now. We've had a little bit of problems with, um, I'm not even, uh, I'm not, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, and uh, so, and I know that Frank is really good and people love hearing him and I love hearing him and we're getting ready to start something, um, uh, you know, where Frank is, um, Frank is uh, going to be able to, to really teach you, do videos, and we're going to have workshops and I'm putting that together now with everybody's help because it takes a village, doesn't it? And, um, I, you know, so anyway, that being said, um, yeah, uh, that's that's what we're doing. Uh, so how's everybody doing today? Um, I know you're doing good. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can get Frank. I'm here. I hope this is him. Oh, Frank, I'm so sorry. I was just explaining to people that we had a little bit of a hiccup here. And uh, and I'm glad you're here and welcome because this is your show and uh, and I'm excited. I was just telling everybody that you know we're getting our workshops together, speakers together, and having a uh, a whole big come to Jesus get healthy fitness that you're going to be sharing with us. I'm excited about it, and I told everybody else. So we're going to make it possible for anyone anywhere around the world to do that and be able to. And this is just the first and many that you'll do. And um, I know you've got a fan page that you're creating too, so you have a lot more fans. How about that? Um, but uh, uh, welcome, by the way. Yeah, a lot of exciting new things. And this is your passion. Um, you've been like this since you're a little boy, right? Uh, being passionate about this. And I like that. That's one of the best things about you, by the way. Um, you uh, <laughs> you you uh, you live your passion. Do your passion. And uh, and you went in the military, and it helped you develop it even more. And you've been to college even more. So you've been like this since you were a little boy. I just want to make sure everybody understands that, because people say, "How long has he been doing this? He knows everything." Because you go into a lot of detail. Look like, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, you know a lot of good different stuff. So, you, um, and and you've been in sports all your life, right? Yeah, yeah. When you love what you do, yeah. it's not work. It's just uh, you know everything becomes a learning thing in the sense that you can always learn from just about every situation and every person. And you know when you're involved with sim- similar-minded people, you pick up things and so on and so forth. And it's it's just uh, it's great. Like you can't beat it. Yes, and I agree with you on that. So uh, very soon, you you know, Frank has got his own website, but he's going to be on a website that I, you know that we have for all the speakers, and you guys will be able to know, read more about him and also see his picture. And then when he starts doing videos, you'll be able to really, well, I'm not going to say keep up with him. My goodness, um, you know, he's 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 in excellent shape. So anyway, thank you for sharing that part. And I was going to have a couple people on, but we had a little hiccup, so I said I'll do it next week. Um, and but here's a couple of questions because Frank said he has you know uh, I could ask questions get people to ask questions so if you have a chance or here and want to ask a question you are more than welcome to but every week uh, when he does his podcast if it's okay to say Frank you'll be able to answer questions that's what you'd like to do correct and then on the workshop day you'll be able to go into a lot of depth stuff okay so um, here's a question for you okay. 
Uh, and this, I said, I'm going to say this because I know I'm not the only one out there. And if I am, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm really, really not good. Um, I got really sick about a week and a half ago. And I was sick on my stomach. And uh, I really did not work out hardly at all. And just sick, okay? And, I mean, I did a little bit, right? But uh, here's my question, once again, I'm saying that. Um I I weighed myself, or I didn't weigh myself, they weighed me, and I'd lost three pounds, right? And uh, But I had gained one, one uh, my body fat percentage went up one. And so instead of it being a, a 23, it went to a 24. Um, so I lost three pounds, but I lost muscle, I guess. So why did that happen? Do you know? Well, how do they, how do they measure your body fat, the pinch test? Uh, no, they. When I was on a machine, I had to hold it, and it medic does electrical thing, and you know, in my feet and my hands. It's like pretty high tech. Uh, I think it looks high tech. What do I know? So, yeah, the electrical impedance. Um, well, that one's only accurate if you've uh, fasted and uh, and do it because it's it's got a very it goes through your bloodstream through a uh, electric you know essentially waves sending through your body from one. Uh, part that's touching the machine to the other part, and so if you have, if you have sugar in your blood and you have eaten in the last, uh, I forget how much time frame, but uh, it's very inaccurate if you haven't fasted in a sense with that one. Um, so, but in general, you know when you are sick and uh, you are sick for a few days, typically your body kind of goes into a uh, fight or flight mode in the sense that it wants to hold on to body fat, you know, and if anything, stockpile it because it's going through a um, a shock in the sense where it's trying to starve and fight off, uh, you know, an infection, a virus, so on and so forth, uh, that it needs to be able to survive. So typically we get blo- bloated, you know, in a sense we, you know, you can get dehydrated, sure. but your body tends to eat away its muscle because you know, in order to survive, we don't need muscle, you know, to, to sit on the couch or lie in bed sick. You don't need muscle. You need uh, just, you know, sugar to fight. And, you know, when it comes to energy uh, for your body, it doesn't need quick energy. It needs long sustaining energy, which fat does more than, uh, sugar, you know, as far as uh, glucose or, you know, actual uh, muscle in general. So your body kind of just changes its systems on what it does so that way it can uh, survive is essentially all it is, you know, and depending on hydration levels and all that stuff, that'll affect your body weight. But the main thing is with the electrical impedance, so it'll be extremely a- inaccurate if you haven't fasted. Uh, the pinch test, believe it or not, is more accurate than that unless you did fast for the um, for that I, one for I the electrical. Are you talking? Let me ask you a question. So this brings up another question. When you say fast, is it fast for a meal? Take it in the morning before you eat, or drink water? Um, uh, is I that, think it's is most that accurate the, if you fasted, you know, all night and then you do it in the morning uh, because, it, like okay. I said, it has to do with your, your blood sugar. And if you're if you've eaten and your you know sugars are you know in your bloodstream in a sense uh, it will 
extremely make it ineffective with the electrical impedance sending the signals because it assumes there's higher fat content taking longer for the signal to get from one side to the other. It's getting blocked. So it takes it as a uh, more higher fat content when it's really not. Wow. Thank you. Because I was like bummed out, right? You know? Um, okay. Thank you. So you're saying like stop eating that, like start fasting in the night, like, before you go to bed or before you after dinner or before dinner um, and then no, do the, it the first thing accurate, in the morning. Yeah, the, the okay. most accurate always be first thing in the morning after you've, you know, gone to the bathroom in a sense and you haven't eaten anything and you do it then. That will always be the most accurate time for any of the, the ones, pinch test or, or that, the electrical impedance, um, because everything else has an effect on it when it comes to accuracy. And if, if you have it consistent, same thing with checking your weight on the scale. You always want to do it, you know, first thing in the morning after you've gone to the restroom. That'll be your most accurate standard as opposed to middle of the day, before workout, after workout, before you go to sleep, because there's so many factors that make that fluctuate otherwise from, you know, water intake that day, food intake that day, your bowels, everything, you know, affects you one way or another. Whereas, like I said, first thing when you wake up after you go to the restroom, you do it then. It'll be the most accurate standard you could have. Okay, let me ask you this, because this is something that I learned, and I don't know how accurate this is. How about drinking a lot of water before you take that test? Is that good or not good? Uh, For the electrical impedance, it really won't make a difference if you fasted, uh, you know, in that sense. So, you know, when you're – because it's just sending the electrical signal, so – for your weight, it makes a difference, obviously, but for that particular test, um, I don't believe it's going to make a difference at all as long as you've, you're, like I said, you're, you've fasted in the sense and you're taking it, you know, before you start eating and all that stuff. Okay. Wow. Thank you. You're m- more informative. So you're saying that it's measuring the blood sugar, the, the blood sugar that's in your blood from maybe last night's food when you take it in the morning, correct? So you would want to fast the night before or eat really early and don't eat again, right, until after you do that test in the morning. Morning's the most accurate, right? Did I get that right? Well, yeah, just six to, you know, eight hours anyways, if you, you know, if it's been that long since you ate the previous night, um, will make it accurate. It's just, it's more of just not having, you know, all these free-floating sugars in your bloodstream from just eating and not having your insulin respond yet okay. to balance you out. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Wow. Thank you, because you made a big difference with me. I, I Thank you. Um, and then, uh, okay, I'm going to remember that. And then the other, the other, there was someone that I said, she said, I want to ask a question. Um, she goes, when she wants to lose weight, she's got uh, 10 kilos, which is about 20 pounds that she wants to lose. She's European. Um, but she goes, how do I, do I do more cardio? Do I do more weight training? Um, what is she being to do? Because she says, I'll get on the, and ask him. I'm taking his workshop, so there's your first client. <laughs> it's all good. Um, <laughs> well, it's really everything. Uh, but, it's balance, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where you'll get there quicker with cardio. You want to keep it off, you do the weight training. So you need everything, but the, the cardio is where the big weight loss is coming from. But to keep it off, you need to build the lean muscle so you increase your metabolism. So for people that just do cardio and they don't really do any weight training, 
it's easy for them to put the weight back on because they're, they're, they've never changed their metabolism in the sense it's kind of around the same as it was before. So it's easy to gain the weight back once you stop doing the cardio um, or if you hit that plateau with doing cardio. Whereas if you combine it with the weight training, you increase your lean muscle mass, you're increasing your basal metabolic rate and your overall uh, caloric expenditure during the day. So it's much easier to keep the weight off and uh, and keep your metabolism high. Wow. Okay. So uh, let me see if I get this because you you say it with such ease. So if you want to lose weight and keep it off, you do cardio and and you also do the weight right uh, too. The weight with yeah. weight training. And you know with, you everything. Okay. Okay. So everything. And how long of cardio do you do? How long of weight training do you do? Or is that even a proper question? Uh, well, it depends on the person. And I always say, you know, what's, you know, going back to some of the other previous podcasts, what's realistic? Um, because, you know, there really is no end game in a sense. Like, you know, if I drop a person off on an island and, you know, there's they have to build shelter and survive, they're expending calories all day long, cardio and essentially resistance training, trying to build shelter and doing all that stuff. So your body can do all that stuff and you'll lose a tremendous amount of weight. The question is what's realistic to you with your work schedule, with your you know home schedule, so on and so forth. What can you fit in? So, And how quickly do you need to lose it by? Are you trying to do it uh, you know, for a competition? Are you trying to do it for a specific event? Or are you just trying to lose it in a healthy way um, you know, and just lose it as quick as possible. So that all goes back to what's realistic for the specific person because, you know, if, you, if I told you, told you to walk, go for a walk for three hours a day and, you know, do uh, another 20 minutes of housework in a sense to, to keep that going and then another 20 minutes of, of weight training um, six days a week, you're going to lose a hell of a lot of weight doing that if you're eating a fairly balanced, healthy diet that's not high in calories, you know, somewhere probably around in that 1,500 calorie range, your weight's going to fly off the shelf. But, you know, it, it just depends on what's realistic. That's not realistic for most people working out five hours a day. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. So that's a good point. Um, thank you. Uh, here's another question I I, uh, I got to you as well. Um, so, if somebody is going through a traumatic, this person has gone through a traumatic event in their life, and they put on some, they put on about uh, 20, 15, 20 pounds, and they're trying to eat properly, and they are uh, vegetables and you know like a, a complicated carbs, complex carbs, you know other things like vegetables, a balanced diet like you're talking about, um, but they all of a sudden they gained the weight and they didn't change their eating habits but they had a traumatic event. I know you've talked about that in, in previous podcasts, but I'm asking you about that now because this is like all the keys that you've really talked for in one person. Yeah, the, 12, yeah, the hormones, you know, your stress hormones, all that stuff, uh, you know, they affect your body, you know, with the psychologically and, and also just, you know, physiologically. So you have to try to also work on the, the spiritual side of you in a sense with the meditation and controlling the stress as much as possible. But, you know, usually when it comes to that stuff, what changes also besides your hormones is your your metabolism is affected indirectly by the hormones. So 
Well, directly, excuse me, it's, it's affected. So you have to get your metabolism going again. So sometimes when it comes to that, uh, you know, being affected from those hormones and the traumatic events, you have to change up everything else too because your body needs kind of shock in the other way because you're not going to be able to continue doing the same things because your body is, again, going into that fight-or-flight mode. Um, so you have to, to right. shock the body again with training up, changing up your routines, you know, changing up your probably your diet, changing up your uh, your workout routines, everything, so that way you can shock the body in other ways as well and try to work through that uh, those stress hormones, you know, probably change more to a high-intensity uh, cardiovascular where you're doing intervals or, or vice versa if you're already doing that, you know, go to more low-intensity, more meditating and for longer periods of time. Um, so it's, it's, to me, it's more about you've you got to change it up. You've got to shock the body when it comes to that because it's already in that fight-or-flight mode from the, you know, stress hormones and everything else affecting the body. Um, and really look at the diet. You know, maybe your diet also changed with the stress hormones. Like you might not even realize you're stress eating, uh, you know, whether it's comfort foods or uh, what you call um, kind of mindless eating in a sense where you're, you're snacking in a sense and you don't even realize how much you're eating because you're not measuring it out and, you know, kind of doing it from that standpoint. There's a lot of people that they stress eat, they just, you know, they got to have something in their hand and they're putting it back and forth in their mouth, you know, kind of like a, a smoker does with a cigarette, and they don't even realize it. Sure. It's just, you know, subconscious. So you have to really, really kind of focus on those little things and see, you know, what it is. But, you know, again, sure. the body's in fight or flight, so you have to reshock the body and figure out what is, how to fix what is causing it by, you know, the spiritual side of it as well. So you're, okay, let me get this straight. Okay, thank you, by the way, um, because I, you're, 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 you're going to, you'll see, your workshop will be full people, good people, good, not necessarily chubby, but maybe some. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you're, you're saying meditation, okay, uh, the spiritual side, shocking your body, all right, so that, what does that look like? Exercise, changing your diet up. Um, checking your hormones, doing something with your hormones. Is that right? She's, uh, this one is 34 yeah, you, you years old. Combat, you got to combat the stress hormones. So you got to, you know, shock them by changing up your workout routines. Like I said, if you're doing already high intensity, go to low intensity, longer duration. Or opposite, if you, you know, are doing more low intensity, you need to do shock it by doing high intensity intervals and stuff like that, your workout routines, if you're whatever type of routines you're doing, you got to change it up to a completely different type of routine usually. And when I say change it up, not just the, uh, you know, change up the exercises, but, you know, also shock the body if you're changing up the uh, the realm of the exercises as far as, like, uh, whether or not you're doing intervals to, you know, pyramid sets to uh, supersets or, you know, whatever it might be to shock the body from that standpoint, just completely changing up the routines of an intensity level. You know, maybe do circuit training with the weight training, so on and so forth, or, or whatever it might be. But you got to change it up because the body tends to, when it goes in fight-or-flight mode, um, when it's comfortable doing something, it can focus on the other things that is for just pure survival. So instead of helping you, get in better shape, it's helping you survive by storing more fat and gaining more weight. 
wow, okay. Wow, that that's that's real. Um, thank you. I and I know this person is gonna really appreciate that. It's many other people that listen. So that that's what I feel. Um that's amazing, Frank. Um I don't I don't know you're you're like an amazing trainer. I'm sorry, it's just that but you broke it down in a way I've never really heard before. Thank you. Um so uh thank you for those two those those two situations and like I said We'll have more people, and and I'm just gonna start really doing it where you can talk to people, and then we can start pitching them on your workshop. And I've got to get the the site up. Um, I know you've got a fan. You're creating an own, your own fan page, um, and I know you've had like lots of clients over the years, different ages and different sizes, and different amounts of weight to lose, and different health challenges. And um, uh, your goal is to, I, I'm I'm assuming your goal is to get them in the best health and weight that they possibly can achieve. Is that right? Did I get that right? No matter what their age? Exactly. Okay. That's good. Um, we're going to cut off a little early because I know you got a plan and I, I kept you a little long and I just got out of hand here with my yeah, electric, I mean not electrical, but uh, sometimes these things can throw me for a loop, but it's all good. Uh, you give some great information. And like I said, you guys, I'm trying to get this all together, but I've got to get the site appropriate so everyone can sign up. Uh, and also we're breaking out advertisement for it, so, you know, you'll be able to submit. Uh, and it's all going to be virtual, and that's the best part, right? You can sit in your home and, uh, and uh, you know, listen to Frank and take notes and, and have a recording of it as well. And uh, you know, and and so I'm super excited about that. And there's other there's other speakers too. But Frank is amazing, and uh, he's excellent as you can tell what he does. I mean, people are, uh, you know, Frank. People are blown away some of the stuff that you share. I did not realize that you really helped me with that that uh, uh, fatty fat fat uh, measuring your body mass. Thank you. So the pinch test is that like remember that commercial pinch an inch? Is that kind of like that? What that is? Yeah, it's a skin caliper, and you just uh, you pinch typically either anywhere from four to uh, seven sites, and you have to add up the total on the the millimeters, and then it kind of gives you a uh, number on a chart according to the person's age of what they are typically when it comes to their their body fat. So it has. That one has like a like around a five percent margin of error. The skin caliper, um, you know, the electrical impedance is different. I forget exactly what it is, but it has a much broader uh, margin of error. It can be, I think, pretty low, but it can also be really high on the margin of error too. Okay, cool, cool. If you're older, do you have more leniency as a let's say like a somebody who's thirty five? For instance, I'm giving you just a number. Would they have like maybe 30% body fat, and then somebody who's 25 could they have, uh, you know, 22% based on age, or is it more lenient or more strong, strong, or more strict? Sorry, you know? Uh, it it doesn't really. Well, the older you are, typically the um, the what you call it, the, just the higher your body fat percentage is going to be in general, just because uh, your organs, everything becomes a little more fatty from that standpoint. So it's sure. it's different. So you know, but when you're younger, you know, it, it's most uh, 
typically your body fat percentage is in your 30s. It could be the best. Like when you look at bodybuilders, like most of the, the right. highest success ones are in their 30s and, and uh, in general, in their high 20s and sometimes low 40s because that's when they peak the most from a fitness standpoint. Right. So the older you get, the higher it is. And obviously when you're younger, you're still trying to, to get in shape, you know, because you're, you're having it transformed your body yet cool all right thank you well um you want to close the show up because we're get, we we're running out of time i know you got people coming so please you know, close, yeah, close uh, it up thank you great 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 show by the way well everybody it was another uh great time i'm having i'm really enjoying this i want to you know keep everything rolling uh, keep coming up with these questions. I love answering them. It's it's uh, fantastic to be able to do this on a daily basis. I'm truly blessed. So thank you, everybody, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.